from the 775. What's up, locals? It's Mike and Kenzie, and we are in our biggest little era in the biggest little city, Reno, Nevada. Buckle up, bitches. It's the law. We're back. Reno? More like (laughs) re-yes. That's terrible. We're in a new studio. We're in a new apartment. Yes, we are. We live in Reno now. Get used Reno to it. Sriracha. We're here. We're not queer. Get used to it. <laughs> uh, we made the move from Truckee. Yep. How many weeks ago now? It's been two? No, three? it's been like three. Well, yeah. everything feels like a blur. <laughs> Life has been chaos, and I'm trying to get just a little bit of routine. I feel like this is the first time we're like sitting down mm-hmm. and just not moving. Yeah. <laughs> Like I've been living off to-do lists for the last <laughs> four, five weeks. Like, I have a to-do list in my notes app. Yeah. And it's, like, pages long. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah no, I I feel like I've just been – I've just been constantly on the move. Like, I've barely spent time to just, like, decompress and just go on social media. Like, some, I was, like – I was thinking the other day, I'm, like, I just want to lay on the couch and just, like, scroll on Instagram to see what's going on with other people – I have barely even had time to do that. Yeah. Like that's how that's how busy we've been. Yeah. And busy just because we're we're moving all of our shit in, we're selling shit on Facebook Marketplace, which has been terrible. <laughs> Gosh, that world. Hold on. All right. One second. If you have ever sold shit on Facebook Marketplace, there are bots that want to get into your account. They're like, "Let Scammers. me send you a six-digit code. Are you ready?" I dealt with this one scammer, and they're all from India. I don't understand why. <laughs> but this one scammer in particular, he was supposed to buy our couch. Right. Okay? And it became very apparent because he kept trying to send me this code. I was like, wow, that's so crazy. That's exactly what somebody who wants to get into my account would do. Yeah. Like, you only need six digits. And so I started sending him, like, not gay porn, but <laughs> on the verge of it because they hate that apparently. <laughs> so it was this fat guy in a mankini, like, shaking his tits. And <laughs> – I just asked, is this you? <laughs> he just ignored it completely and was like, can I send you the code? And I didn't respond and then double question marked me. They're so adamant. Like, okay, the thing about Facebook, yeah, I don't know why this is like a thing on Facebook Marketplace, but honestly, they're smart. Like, I think people that are they're gonna not. Get old people. Yeah, they're going to get people that are just not aware because they, they're talking about, oh, yeah, I can come pick it up, but I can't make that time. So I'm going to have my brother come instead. It's yeah. the same message. Yeah. And I'm like, your brother? I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not having your brother come. It's weird. It doesn't make any sense. And whoever's typing that message also has a very loose grip on the English language. Right. There's no punctuation. And it's like a run on sentence telling you like three different things. Yeah. But this interaction I have with the Indian guy, and the reason I know he's Indian is because he gave me a phone number. And he's like, oh, I'm not super active on Facebook Marketplace. Can you text me? Mm. And so I was like, yeah, sure. So I'm texting and very quickly decipher, you're not a real person. And now he has your phone number. Well, I have his too. So I called him, and he didn't answer the first time. And then I, he's posing as a woman named Regina. <laughs> so I call, and very quietly, somebody in the background's like, hello, sir. <laughs> I'm like, Hi. This doesn't sound anything like Regina. Who are you? Yeah. And he's like, it, I am trying to buy the couch. And I was like, no, you're not. Are, are you located in Reno? Because it sounds like you're not. Right. And like, basically, he's asking if he can send me this code. And I'm like, yeah. you don't care about the couch at all. Right. Like, 
you completely miss the entire scam. Yeah. You can con me if you're like, yeah, I just need you to enter the code so you can get my Zell. Right. And we can transfer funds or whatever the fuck he's trying to do. Yeah. But he completely missed the side of the scam and was so focused on getting the six-digit code. He didn't mention the couch for like 20 messages back and forth. Yeah, and that's how you know is like people will negotiate right away. Like I'm I'm lowballing the fuck out of people right away on Facebook Marketplace. And I feel like that's how I know people are actually real mm-hmm. is they they talk about money. Because they tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah, but I've gotten like six different scammers that are like, where is this located? And I'm like, we're in Reno. Yeah. Clearly you're not. Yeah. So <laughs> every time, where is this located? And then do you take Zell? Okay, hold on. My brother is going to come pick this up. I have work and I won't get done until six. It's the same. Everyone's brother. Everyone's brother, everyone's sister, everyone's mother. Like, get the fuck out of here. Come buy the shit that you want. Yeah. That's it. But anyway, sorry, we sidetracked from that. I was just so annoyed. We're still trying to sell shit on Facebook Marketplace. If you want to buy a pullout couch, um, hit me up. You know where to find us. (laughs) We have quite a few things that we're selling, so. Anyway, yeah, I, um, I'm i very excited to be here in Reno, and I feel like this has been probably one of the healthiest moves in my entire life, mm-hmm. or one of the healthiest changes, I should say, in my entire life. Like, this has just felt so right. I felt so at peace during the entire process, so I just have felt really good about this. What about you? It's been stressful, but I think that as time has gone on, that to-do list has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. And that's made me be a little bit more at peace. I'm also getting into a routine a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like now that I have jujitsu, I'm signed up. I switch gyms. So I'm at Henzo Gracie now. And holy shit, I am all of the stress and the physical angst that I have yeah. just gets smashed by somebody way better than me. I know. And uh, that's very humbling, but it, it grounded me. A little yeah. Bit. I needed that this week. Well, it's necessary. Like I was noticing that you were definitely getting like chippy. And I was like, I was you need, uh, yes, 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 you were. I was like, you need to go to jujitsu. Yeah. Like I am, I am noticing a difference of you not going consistently and it's your whole attitude. And mine is the same way when I'm not working out, it changes my entire mood. Yeah. So I have been, yeah, I'm very thankful to have found a gym and like been going pretty consistently the last couple of weeks and I've been feeling really good. So yeah. yeah. Elite boxing and CrossFit. Shout out. Shout out. But also, mainly shout out Dreamtown. Mm-hmm. I freaking love that gym. I love the coaches. I love the people. That community has completely changed my life. They've, they've changed my whole perspective. Like, I, that is something that I am going to miss about Truckee is the community that I built there. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was able to find something for me. Because yeah. I feel like you and I, we spent so much time together. And that was something from Truckee that... I noticed moving in together because this was the first time that we moved in together and had that experience was in Truckee. And I was like, I need to find something for me. Like, I love you, but I need to find something that is just for me and something that I'm passionate about because you were really passionate about jujitsu and it inspired me. I was like, I want to find, I want to find that for me. Mm -hmm. And so Dreamtown is the only CrossFit gym in Truckee, but it's also the best CrossFit gym ever. Like, I I would highly recommend if you are living in Truckee, like, please go check it out. It is, if, you, if you're interested in that type of workout, like, if you have been kind of curious about it, I would definitely stop by, check in. Jason, Alex, Kenzie, all of those coaches, they are incredible. Um, but anyway, I, I just felt like, I felt like that was something 
that I was definitely going to miss and I kind of was getting emotional about it towards the end. But I'm very thankful to have found elite boxing and CrossFit gym. I want to give a quick shout out to my man Adam opening up his own gym, Elevate Martial Arts. And Hell yeah. The entire gang over there from Charles Gracie Truckee, they honestly provided just an awesome platform for me to launch yeah. and get really into jujitsu as a sport and just a way of life, which sounds a little stupid and zen. No. I fucking love it. And it's addicting. It's a cult. We were talking about that at coffee this morning. Yeah. And I'm all in on the cult. Um, Quick shout out to him because that's really cool. He's getting a huge space, putting a gym in. Everybody go check them out. Elevate Martial Arts. Uh, They're based in Truckee. Yeah. Go pop in. Tell them Mike sent you. Yeah. And then get choked. (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel like we really had such tight communities doing that. I mean, you and I were both going four or five days a week. and. When you're consistently doing that, like that was the thing I looked forward to every single day. Mm-hmm. And I would feel so good after. Like it has boosted my confidence like no other. I have physically grown in in a way that I had never imagined. You're strong. That I, I never imagined that I could do the things that I'm doing. Like it has been such an incredible transformation and experience in my life. And I will never stop CrossFit. Like I will always be doing it. So yeah, that was definitely something that I was going to miss. But I think that Truckee overall was such a it, – it's always going to be a special place because this is the first time that we moved in together. And it was it was nerve-wracking at the beginning. Like, this was the next step in our relationship. Mm-hmm. And I was nervous. I'm not going to lie. I was like, what if this doesn't work out? Yeah, what if he <laughs> sucks to live with and he's bad at doing laundry? And it turns out I do. Yeah. <laughs> But, no, I loved Truckee. Truckee taught me a lot. It brought us closer together physically. We got to live together. Yeah. And it also helped us kind of find our own little paths of what we do and don't like. Yeah. I loved the small community aspect of it. You did. It was, like, the perfect place to settle down and raise a family. Mm-hmm. And this isn't commitment issues. Don't get any red flags. But I wasn't ready to settle down there. Like, no, I am 100% on the same page. Like, I think that... I think that was the feeling that we started to get towards the end of like, oh man, like is this, this is, next step? yeah, is this the next step? And we, we were both on the same page of like, no, 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 we're not ready. We're not ready for kids yet. We're not ready for like settling down in that way. Mm-hmm. And Truckee is such a great place for that. And yeah. we just were not there. And we're, we were looking for, for more. And like Truckee is great because of that small town aspect of it. Like, I'm every time I would go out and that was also I mean that was also an annoying thing I'm like every time that I go out I would always see someone that I know and so you're getting caught up in conversation and like if if you don't want to talk to someone that day too bad like you're gonna see someone that you know whether it's at CrossFit or work um, or going to the grocery store or whatever it is and so that was something that was like it was fun, but it was just annoying <laughs> because sometimes I like to just be a nobody and it's hard to be a nobody in a very small pond. Yeah. So now we're in the biggest little city and it's way easier to blend in. There's right. 250,000 people instead of, I don't know how many people Truckee has. I always want to say it's 30,000, but it's probably half that. I think you're right. Actually, I think it's either 17,000 or 30,000. I don't really know, but, um, but it's small. And, like, even, like, Reno actually is still small. Did you look it up? Yeah. As of 2021, it's 17,000. Yeah. That's crazy. 
That is no. insane. Yeah, it's, that feels like seventeen thousand. It's there. small. Like it really is small. And I think for both you and I, because we, I grew up in the Bay Area. You grew up in Sacramento, like Roseville, Granite Bay. So same thing. Um, Don't mix me up with Roseville. I grew up in. <laughs> it's like Danville and San Ramon, and then Dublin. Dublin. <laughs> you feel the difference. Yeah. Right? No, there's there's a difference. Um, but I feel like growing up in just really big communities where there's a shit ton of people going to a smaller place, it's a culture shock. And that's what I noticed living in Truckee is it definitely was a culture shock, like being in that small of a town. And when you would go to other places, like when I would go down to the Bay area or even just going, like when we went to Austin, like when there's just so many more people I was getting like kind of social anxiety like I did not know how to interact with people it was overwhelming it was Even very overwhelming Reno and going out they would get a little overwhelming yes I'm like there's so many fucking people here. driving on the road like oh, even yeah. though we get a ton of tourists it is not the same as being in traffic mm-hmm. in Reno or being in traffic you know going down to the Bay Area through SAC like it is a different thing yeah because you're all headed one direction right you're stuck and it's just like oh my god there's too many people around me. What if there's a fire? Now we're all trapped here. <laughs> feels so dramatic. It's like stepbrothers. Yeah. What if there's a fire? <laughs> um, no, I think that moving to Reno was a really healthy move for both of us. Yeah. I think that it offers a lot of growth and change. All of our social fun is here. Mm-hmm. Like The mountains and the outdoors are still there. We can see them physically from our, our place. Yeah. So it's not that far. We can go visit at any time. And I think, too, like kind of reflecting on – you know, why we were moving and like, we didn't, we didn't settle on Reno right away. Like originally we were like, we want to move, but we don't know where, like, okay, we've decided that we're not ready to settle down with kids. Like we're not ready to buy a house. Like knock on wood on that one. Okay. Knock on wood. But like, we're, (laughs) I don't need that energy yet, (laughs) but like, that's what we decided. But we were like, okay, but where do we want to go? And so I feel like we started to visit the places that we saw ourselves living in. And Austin really was one of them. Like originally, you know, before we even moved to Truckee, we were thinking Austin was going to be the place that obviously did not, you know, turn out the way that it was supposed to. We were meant to be in Truckee, but we still had Austin in the back of our head. So we were like, we need to go visit Austin mm-hmm. to see if this is the place for us. And we were both like, I was, I was actually nervous that you were going to be like, hell yes, Austin is the place. And I was going to be like, I don't want to move though. Yeah. Like I, I was nervous about that. Me too. But we I felt that. For yeah. 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 And so it was kind of like determining like, oh shit. Like did we break up. Yeah. Do we <laughs> like, what does this mean? Yeah. But we, but we go to Austin and I think it, it was, like, right away, you and I were on the same page of, like, we can't live here. It was immediate of, like, I love this town. This is cool. Yeah. But there's no fucking way I could live here. It's yeah. too humid. There's too many people. The homeless problem is significantly worse than anything I was used to in yeah. Tahoe or Reno. Right. And so I love the comedy scene. I thought the food scene was awesome. It's really cool. It's a young, hip city. Awesome place for us to go visit. Totally. Definitely go back. Oh, right. I... It's a it's a rad place to visit. Like I will, I like I want a little place in Austin. <laughs> yeah. I would love to have a little condo I can pop into. And yeah, be the other times. Totally, but I think like that was the cool experience of it all. Is like even though we see places, even though we see places that we may want to live in, mm-hmm. it's also like oh, 
this is a place that I actually just want to visit and that's okay. Yeah. Like sometimes the places that you vacation in or whatever, like it, you're not always meant to actually live there. It's just a place to, you know, to just visit. So, so then coming back, we were like, well, I think it's Reno. Like, I think we're, we're both ready for it. And gosh, this was one of the life learning lessons is never say never (laughs) because we, for so long, we're like, fuck Reno. Like, we will never live in Reno. Like, there's no way. I talked about it with my family, with friends. Like, I would never move back. And the fact that we were both on the same page and we were like, no, we we should move back. Like, this is the right move. It's more affordable for us. There's no income tax. Like, we're going to be saving a shit ton of money. And, and that's our goal. Family too. Yeah. That we're was s- a big part of it. If we went to Austin, we'd be away from everybody. Yeah. So that's a really nice little thing in the back pocket. Totally. Just being close to family, being able to visit, and it's not a flight away, it's a drive. Exactly. That's awesome. And my grandparents are up here like every weekend, so we get to see them. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really cool. Like, I think, yeah, that's actually a really good point is like, I was afraid of that, of like not having family close by. Like, I'm I'm close with my family. So it's like, I want to be able to still have access to see them, Mm -hmm. you know, as much as I want or as little as I want. (laughs) You know what makes Nevada better than Texas? What? It's not gun laws. Gambling and prostitution. (laughs) (laughs) I take advantage of only one of those things, and I'm not a good gambler. (laughs) Oh, my God. Just kidding. Just kidding. It is weird that you can actually do sex work in Nevada, though. Yeah. Do you remember in college? I kind of want you to talk about this. Do you remember that? Touring the brothel? Yeah, you got to tour fucking brothel. Yeah, I toured Mustang Ranch. Mm -hmm. Where is that located, by the way, for anybody who's listening and interested? Oh, gosh. I actually, it's like on your way down to Vegas, like that direction. Um, I really, I don't know off the top of my head, but. Oh, I do. It's a 1000 Wild Horse Canyon Drive in Sparks, Nevada. And it's the world famous Mustang Ranch. Yes, world famous Mustang Ranch. It was honestly one of the coolest experiences ever. Because little did I know at the time when I was at UNR, um, my TA, my teacher assistant, mm-hmm. she was a sex worker there. And I had no idea the entire class that I had with her all semester until the very end when <laughs> I think it was, I don't know if it was Evan and I or if it was someone else in class, literally looked up the girls that were on like the page. Yeah, like kind of like, yes, exactly like a menu. And she was on there. And we were like, no way. That's how we got to uh. interview all of the sex workers that came into the class and she was your in. Yeah. She was our in. She was the whole reason that we got to do that. Like, I'm pretty sure you can't just go tour the brothel. Like that'd be frowned upon yeah. unless you're, you know, going to be a paying patron, but it's a right. weird like class trip. Just, Hey everybody, come on in. No, it was all students are learning about your pussy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, Oh my gosh. I, yeah, and when I was talking about it with my family, I'm pretty sure everyone was concerned that, like, I wanted to be a sex worker, and that was yes. not the case at all. I literally was just, like, this opened up my eyes to, like, what it is, mm-hmm. and it was just cool to, like, because the whole, let me just, like, backtrack a little bit. The whole idea of the class was to come from, like, coming from, like, the other, like, actually putting yourself in that situation. Seeing other perspectives and lifestyles. Yeah. Like, I can't remember, honestly, what the class name was. Nevada but 101. Horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, anyway, it was, it was really to just like put yourself in the other shoes and to try and see it from a different perspective because it was a communication studies class. So of course, you know, the liberal agenda, but anyway, <laughs> really cool class. Like honestly, one of the best classes that I ever took at UNR and I think it was money well spent because I will always remember, I will always remember that class, but yeah, we, so you pull up tons of security, like, oh my gosh, like people, people actually are strapped when you go there um but there's a madam there's a madam that actually like holds down the brothel like she's like if you will yeah she she's the the big woman there (laughs) the big woman there (laughs) well she is she was she's like the the hot shot like she runs shit there was she physically large in stature um I yeah, I kind of remember her being like large in stature. I feel like that rings a bell. I just she looked like she was from Nevada. Like <laughs> like she just Oof. like it was like the skirt that she was wearing. She had guns on the side of her. Like she was she was strapped. She was like kinda a western solution. No, really. That's yeah. how it was. Like it was so strange. But anyway, so you you walk in and originally it's just like yeah, you walk in and there's like a bar it's kind of like if you walk into like a club kind of like scene. A strip club where yeah, a like a strip of them club. Having drinks, they're waiting for you to come in. Yes. Like, my name's Candy. Yes. Like, no, okay. literally, that is how it is, though. Yeah. And it, but it, okay. The weirdest part, it's so clean. Like that's you, not w- weird. That's what I would want. Yes, that's yeah. what you would want, of course. But I think like my whole stereotype of it, my whole perspective originally, mm-hmm. was that it would be this dirty place with like needles and condoms everywhere like I don't know what I was thinking a brothel was but I had never visited before and like when you see all of the stuff in the movies like it's really not what it was made out to be I learned a lot and it's a state regulated business yes like it's it's not some back alley whorehouse it's right they have to follow specific rules I had to pull them up they're not allowed within 400 yards of a school yeah. or a place of worship yes um and it's out in the cuts like it's it's kind of far but yeah, so you walk in like you're kind of like in this, you know, strip club scene. But once a sex worker is like working with somebody, right, like a client, a prostitute, if you will. Yeah. Um, they actually like before anything happens, like the the client has to get checked by a doctor. Like they have to have they have to make sure that there's no um, like bumps on their genitals or like that there's nothing like physically being seen and they have to go get tested because mm. the girls are tested every single day. Like it's, you or not have a doctor on site for that where you yes. walk. In. So they do have a doctor on site. You go into this room and before you can even like, it's, it's a whole thing. It's yeah. a whole thing. So they are very good about checking for that stuff. Like, cause I think originally when you think of brothel, you think like chlamydia is just flying around everywhere. That's actually like not the case because they don't want their girls like getting other people you know, well, it's bad for business. Yeah, it's just bad for business. But they also don't want their girls getting it either. Like it, it is like kind of a safe. In terms of that, it's safe. One of my workers is down. She's got the clap for the. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a very regulated, clean place in that regard. Once they get checked, they actually get to choose. Okay, what are the services that you're doing? And it was really funny, like interviewing one of the sex workers because she was like, yeah, like I actually get a lot of clients that are just looking for sex education. She's like some, and I was like, okay, like, I don't know if that's like real. I feel like that was just trying to break down the stereotype of what it is. Like, I'm sure, you know, my stereotype still is like the truckers, you know, that are on the side of the, you know, they're just doing long drives across the country. And I just imagine like, those are the people that are mainly the clients. 
Um, but yeah, it was funny the way that she talked about some of her clients. She's like, yeah, I had this couple come in and like, they just hadn't really known how to have sex. And I like taught them how to have sex. It's just like lady. Are they Mormon? They're yeah. Like what is going on? Um, <laughs> something doesn't add up there. Yeah. So, so they're anyway, so she was talking about that and there's like basic rooms. Like you have like your regular basic rooms. Imagine like a hotel, right? Like you have like your standard queen. Yeah. You have your standard like queen size room. Like, just regular. There's a shower in every single room. You have to shower, like, before anything happens. And then you go a little bit further down the hallway, and you start to, like, see the environment. So all of the sex sex workers there, they are on contract for a certain amount of time. So they do live on the property. Um, so they have a gym, they have a kitchen, like they have a pool, like it's a, it's a, it's like a fire station. Yeah. Like kind of, I guess. Yeah. yeah. They all live, they work out there a couple times and then like when your contract is up, you go back home. Yeah. So you can, you choose like the contract, but like you do have to stay like you're not, you break that contract. Yeah. I, I didn't, I feel like I remember her talking about that and I remember it not being good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it, it seems a little scary if you're doing sex work. And you're like, yeah, you break the contract with the madam or that I feel like you owe them money. I feel like that's what it was is like you end up owing them money. But I feel like the contracts were like two months, like eight to 12 weeks, which is a long time. But then like after you can you can go home. Yeah. But you're making a shit ton of money. Like this is a split on that. Is it 50 50? Is it 90 10? What are they taking home? Gosh, I feel like it was 70 30. Who's getting 70? The prostitute? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then 30 goes to the brothel. Okay, because that would be awful if you were putting in some serious work. Yeah. And you're like, all right, here's your check. And it's like taxes are taken out. And right. you're like, what in the fuck? I know. You yeah. weren't in the room with me. No, I actually, yeah. I, I mean, to be honest, like, don't quote me on that. I, I don't really remember, like, the exact numbers or splits or anything. I just remember the experience that I had there. So then... So we're walking around, we're walking around the facility. Well, then we go outside and there's like a beautiful fountain. There's hot tubs everywhere. And we see a sex worker in action. We see her like not. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not, <laughs> She's like, working. No. <laughs> okay. Not in action like that. But we I, like we see her with her client just like in the hot tub. Like they're just chatting. Yeah. Like it's just hanging out. Sexually. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so but then we you- start to. <laughs> But then we, okay, so then we start to actually, like, tour the different types of rooms. So you have, like, your basic rooms, but then you can actually have a themed room. So there's, like, cowboys, desert, tropical, um, like, dungeon kind of sex scene. But the cool thing that I thought that was in each room is that there's an emergency button. So if something gets a little bit too out of hand and the the lady is uncomfortable – she can press this button and security is there within seconds. Mm -hmm. And so it's like those safety protocols are in place. But yeah, overall it was just a cool experience. I mean, I would actually kind of want to go back just to tour and like, yeah, me too. (laughs) Okay. Not like that. Check it out. (laughs) Nothing crazy. No, it honestly was such a cool experience. Like I, I I like, I feel like that's just a fun party trick. Like I've been to a brothel. Yeah. Like, I toured a brothel. Like, it's cool. Like a never-have-I-ever type of thing. Yeah. I a brothel. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, it was a really cool experience. Like, I feel like that's something I kind of take for granted a little bit. Like, I know that sounds weird, but, yeah, I just don't feel like a lot of people have that experience of, like, going without – I mean, obviously, we didn't do anything. (laughs) I remember reading some of the Yelp reviews about it and laughing my ass off. Really? One lady – so, it took some digging, but – the total story is this lady's writing review on behalf of her son. 
and saying, yeah, that look on your face of like, what the fuck? Yeah. Me too. So as I'm reading it, I'm like, how is she quoting like, wow, he had a really great experience. It was his first time. So guy has some kind of mental disability mm. and his mom got him a prostitute to have his first sexual experience. Hmm. Yeah. And then she wrote a Yelp review about it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I was just like, who's reading this? Me. Yeah. But also, who's writing this? Right. What? And I wanted to know, like, fly on the wall, what was that girl thinking? Like, somebody shows up. Is there a moral dilemma with, okay, I've got this guy, he's got special needs, and I'm being paid to do what I'm doing? Right. Like, that's an interesting interaction. That's yeah. so weird. I know. There were a couple of client stories that we heard that were definitely like, huh. Like, you know, you can't. Honestly, you can't stereotype the type of people that are coming in because it could be anybody. Mm-hmm. It literally could be someone that you know that's going in. And sometimes – so, like, what I remember the the sex worker sa- saying in the interview is that a lot of people are, like, lacking that intimis- intimacy, um, whether they, like, don't know how to have it or, like, they're having social anxiety. Like, they don't know how to – you know, a, a lot of times it is males. Right. And, you know, whatever whatever the case may be. But it does come from that of, like, they just want to have intimacy. So it's not just, like, sex. Like, you are hanging out, too. Mm. Like, sometimes they can spend, like, like a couple a days. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. No, they can spend a couple days. Oh. And, like, you're just hanging out. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Those girls get paid well. Like. Oh, trust me. They they definitely get they get paid well. But – yeah, I remember in the, one of the interviews, though, like, this was actually back at the school. We had a sex worker who just seemed really uncomfortable talking about it. And it almost seemed like she was just doing it for the money, like, to help her family. And that's where it got sad for me. Yeah. Because I was like, do you even want to be doing this? Like, you have a girl next to you who literally, like, loves what she does, talking so highly and positive about it. And then there's you. Mm-hmm. Where you literally, it feels like you shouldn't be here talking to us about it. This is out of need. This yes. is not out of choice. Yeah. And so, like, that part felt really sad to me. And it was like, ugh. Well, that's a contrast with reality. Yeah. So exactly. Like, there are some people that, like, literally, you know, they're very, they're sexual beings. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what they want to do. That's how they want to make money. And, but I do, yeah, there is, like, that contrast to it. And it's, um, yeah, it's not good. So, anyway, yeah, so that was my experience. But that's that's good old Nevada for you. Yeah. That's good old Reno, Reno, Nevada. Or Sparks, Nevada, I guess. But Sparks is basically East Reno. Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. We live in one big bowl surrounded by mountains, and Sparks is like shittier Reno. Mm-hmm. Which, if, if it could get shittier, it's that way. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's like shittier. Sparks is shittier Reno. Yeah. There is nice parts. I'm a Reno local now, okay? I rep Reno till I die (laughs) or move. Gosh. I feel feel like now that I have, like, my registration and, like, I have Nevada plates on my car, I'm like, I'm a Reno local. Like, it's official. Mm -hmm. I am curious. Just from us being in Truckee, like, what were some of your your learnings? Like, what are are things that you're going to take with you for the rest of your life from living in Truckee? It is incredibly important to find a tight-knit community that you can spend a lot of time with apart from your significant other. And having that community is a great place to release your frustrations and your angers and also build up some friendships and have lifelong training partners that are cool as fuck. 
So specifically, community you're talking about yeah. is jujitsu. Well, I didn't do anything else. <laughs> like, I'm not an avid snowboarder. I went snowboarding with you and a couple friends. Yeah. Or I'd go solo. But yeah. that's not my community because I think it's a really cool sport. I'm going to go on a tangent for a second. Yeah. Snowboarding is a really cool sport. Skiing is a really cool sport. Some of the culture sucks. Yeah. Like, there are certain people that I had negative interactions with because they were just bummers. Mm-hmm. One guy in particular who lived in our apartment would not shut the fuck up. And he would talk like this man and just constantly telling me about his life story <laughs> and how he pioneered snowboarding. Ugh. I was like, whoa, man, that's crazy. Shut the fuck up. I <laughs> held conversationally hostage by that guy. Yeah, so there's a lot of, like, wannabe washed up. It's the guys who never made it. Yeah. Because the guys who did make it seem to be pretty quiet about it. Right. They're like, yeah, pretty decent. Yeah. You might have seen me in a magazine or the X Games or meddling. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. I do feel like there there is a lot of ego within the snowboarding, ski culture community. There has to be. There's style and there's some, like, sick-ass stance with your ego. Totally. Yeah. I, yeah, that was definitely something that I didn't love. And I thought that I would be able to find my community within snowboarding. And I just didn't yeah. like, I didn't, I didn't find that there. I found it in CrossFit. And so that was a surprise for me. But when you're in like a small mountain town, like the main thing people do is like they're in the outdoors and during winter, like if you're not snowboarding or skiing, I can imagine that it's really isolating. And so I'm really happy that we got into it and like, you know, we've been we've been snowboarding skiing for a while, but um, but yeah, the culture of in it of itself, it's like if you don't have a group of friends that you can do that consistently with, it's not that fun to go by yourself all the time. Like you need a group of people. And I think yeah. for us, it was hard to find that group of people like everyone is very like I do think in a small town, you need to find community. Totally. Like you need to find community. You need to find friends, but sometimes it's hard to make friends. Yeah. Especially in a town where it's like, they do see a lot of people come and go. And so they're not as quick to, I think like invest in a really, like in a friendship with you, but I did the same thing. That was, yeah. a, that was a huge lesson for me. Actually, something that I learned was I did not invest into my friendships and relationships in Truckee. Yeah. Because it felt temporary. Yeah. Like I knew that I'm not settling down here yet. I might come back. Right. But this isn't permanent. So I don't want to spend too much time with you because that time could probably be better spent doing other things, spent with you, with Maverick out in nature. Yeah. So that's a learning lesson. No, that was like one of the things when I was journaling about my time in Truckee. Really? Yeah. No, th- seriously, that was one of the things I wrote down is like, invest in your relationships no matter what no matter if it feels temporary in the time that you're going to be in that area invest in your community invest in your relationships because you you don't know the timing of it and honestly those things bring me so much joy and I felt like I yeah I just felt like I didn't invest as much as I wanted to we did like, towards the end. Towards the end. Yeah, exactly. When we know that we're leaving and we're like, wait, I don't want to actually lose my friendship with you. Like, I, I want to remain friends. And so it's like you're investing in those relationships and hanging out a lot more. And then you're like more sad to leave. You're just like, wait. But we're only 30 minutes away. So we're really not that far from from our, our trucky friends. But that was a huge that was a huge learning lesson. Invest in your relationships. If you find someone that you want to be friends with, like, and as you get older, it's hard to make friends. Like, that's just what I've noticed when you're not in your college environment anymore. 
it's just hard to make friends. And so when I found, you know, I'm just shout out Elizabeth. When I found like someone that I truly connected with, I was like, okay, I want to invest, you know, by hanging out with her and like developing a closer friendship. So it's just, it's so worth it. And even the community too. Like, I'm so happy that I invested the last two years of me living in Truckee in CrossFit. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. I I cannot express how much love I have for that sport and have for those people at Dreamtown. Like, Jason, shout out you. You are a badass. And you have changed my life. Like, my that experience has completely changed the trajectory that I'm going to be on forever. So, yeah. No, it's a lifelong habit something that you love to do now totally what's another like learning lesson another learning lesson from Truckee yeah I don't know if it was in Truckee or as we were leaving Truckee but how I mitigate my stress and trying not to just project it onto you and everybody around me was a really big one Mm. I've been working through that a lot been trying to be more mature with how I handle my emotions when I get tunnel vision yeah because that was a constant, is anytime we're in a high-stress environment, it was just, this is the only option. Totally. I think that you've matured your mindset in that way a lot. And I think that's just, you know, when you're adulting. Like, I definitely feel like I was adulting in Truckee. Like, there are so many things where I'm like, wow. Like, I started paying rent on my own and, like, just started paying bills and just, like, being a freaking adult. And it was hard. Like, I was very nervous about that, but it completely – like shaped the way that I view money, like view responsibility. And it's like, I like it. I like living on my own. I like being responsible for myself. Yeah. I love that. It's liberating because nobody can tell me what to do with my time, my money, my focus. That's if I want to fuck up my own life, I can. Yeah. Obviously I don't want to, but I love that freedom to be able to do that. Totally. And I think going back to when you were talking about like, we're figuring out the things that we like and what we don't like. Truckee has taught me that I love spending time outdoors and that it's needed. Oh, like yeah. it's so necessary. I, I've never lived in a place where it's just nature is your backyard. Like Truckee is the only place that is like truly trails are your backyard. You're 10 minutes from the lake. Like it's proximity wise. Like you can have, you can just be in the outdoors and it's, it's so healthy for your mind. It was healthy for me. Mm-hmm. Like how I, that was something I was nervous about leaving. I was like, I love being in nature. I love driving in nature. Like I love, like my commute to work was like beautiful. Yeah. You know, I wasn't really stuck in traffic. If I was stuck in traffic, it was because it's a one lane road. But like, I'm looking at the beautiful mountainscape that we live in. Like it was incredible. So I was, I was really worried about that. But then now that we're like not really living in that type of scenery anymore, it's like, I want to make intentional time to go on the hikes, like to go to Boca or to go to Donner, go to Lake Tahoe, like actually like spend time outdoors. Cause I think before Truckee, I really wasn't doing that. Like I, I wasn't like this outdoorsy gal. That I can vouch for that. I can also tell you I've never heard you want to go camping. Yeah. <laughs> until all of a sudden we moved to Reno and you're like, Yeah, I'm down to go camping. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's let's go be out in nature. Let's sleep on the ground. Right. You've never said that. I know, I haven't, but it's just like it changes you. Like living out in nature, it just changes you. It is really good for the mental health to be surrounded by that. It's also really good for your physical health. Yeah. Like breathing in dirt and touching dirt. But being outside and being specifically like grounding in grass, touching yeah. your bare feet to grass, interacting with all the bacteria that's in the soil is very good for your biome. Mm-hmm. So apparently your gut flora in general just 
proliferates mm. and it's wonderful it's good for your physical health yeah. which is in turn good for your mental health right so it's this really cool cycle of just spend some time outside totally yeah and just being out in the sun yeah. like oh yeah gosh like i i think this summer too because we dealt with the fires the last couple of summers this summer was amazing i had the best last summer in Truckee yeah ever I had probably one of the best summers in a really long time. Mm -hmm. Like I was spending so much time outside, like going wakeboarding and like just being on the boat and going trail running. Like I just feel like my last like three, four months, I just really was appreciating Truckee and everything that it gave me. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was living in the moment. Like I was really trying to be present because I think for so long I was not present in Truckee. I was always like, I think like towards the end, I would say the last year, I was just feeling like I want change. I don't want to be here anymore. And not because like I don't love Truckee, but I just like I was ready for that next step. And I just didn't know where that was. So in my head, every single day, I was constantly thinking, where are we going to go? Yeah. Where are we going to live? And when you're in that mindset, it's like it's hard to be present and really enjoy where you are. And so for the last three, four months, once we knew we were going to Reno, I just fully invested myself into Truckee. I did the half marathon. Mm -hmm. I was going on trail runs. Like I was trying to spend as much time as I could outside because I knew I'm not going to get this. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get this proximity to nature until I live back in Truckee. I had a grand realization this summer in particular, and I've always kind of taken summers for granted. It's just felt like another season. Yeah. And my general excitement towards summer kind of stemmed from being a child. And like, mm -hmm. oh, we have summer break, vacation, go out and play. That's what was originally in my head. But what I realized is that it's nice weather. Mm -hmm. It's pleasant to be outside. And when, if you're lucky, you get 100 summers. Right. You get to take advantage of probably the first, like, I would say seven years, eight years as a child. And then as you get older, I don't know, more things consume your time. Yeah. You start doing sports. You're not actually doing summer as much. Right. And then once you get to, like, actual adulthood and you're working year-round, all of a sudden you don't have summers off. You're like, oh, it's hot outside. I don't feel like going out. Yeah. And so it was this grand realization for me, like, I'm lucky if I have another 70 summers. Right. So I really need to take advantage of this and enjoy not just this beautiful weather, but, like, everything around me, everything that you do when it's nice, going out into the water, taking the sunshine in and just breathing. Yeah. I fucking love the warmth. And I know. Coming from the mountains to Reno, I kind of realized I am a little bit of a desert person. <laughs> like, I thought that I was a Mr. Mountain Man. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. No, Mountain Man. I'm not Mr. Mountain Man. I think that I flourish in the desert a little bit more. Yeah, I do love desert living. Mm -hmm. Like, I think when I went to Arizona with my mom, like, I actually really enjoyed the scenery. It was freaking hot. Oh, yeah. Like, I could not actually, like, live there. But the scenery, I was like, this just feels so spiritual to me. And I feel like I resonate with this place more. A lot of the, a lot of the time, I feel like when you're in the mountains, like it definitely has a spiritualness to it. But totally. I just didn't resonate with it as much. And I think that's important, like as you're kind of going through life is like, where do you feel home? I actually do feel home in Reno, like weirdly enough, like. I do feel like this is a place that I'm very comfortable with. I feel like I'm myself. Like, I'm – my energy, like, since moving has changed. Like, I feel like I'm a lot happier to, like, just be living. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not that I was, like, depressed before. I am dead inside. Yeah. <laughs> Not, that I, Not that I was, like, depressed before, but – 
I, I don't know. I just feel like there's just something about this place that I'm really excited to explore. And even if it is temporary, if, even if we're here for only a year or whatever it is, I am just excited to be present and live fully in mm-hmm. Reno. It feels like we're entering this space very open. Yes. When we first entered Truckee, I felt very closed. Like, this is a need. We need a place to live. Let's make this happen. Yeah. And this was a choice where, like, we need to open ourselves up to more. Yeah. There's more out there. Let's go experience something before we're ready to set down roots. Yeah. So. I think that's important. Yeah. Of, like, this was a choice. Yeah. And I think, too, like, that's another learning lesson that I wanted to talk about is, like, you were not tied to the place that you were living in. If you are truly feeling like you need change, mm-hmm. you have you have the right, you have the choice to actually make that change happen for yourself. I know it may feel like, yes, like, you're tied to a job in a certain area, but, like, work toward – like, if you really feel like you want to experience something else, work towards that. You can make it happen. Yeah. Like, go find another job in another area then. Like, just work, like, make it a goal and work towards that change. And don't be afraid of change. I think I was afraid of change. Mm-hmm. I think I was so used and comfortable to Truckee that I was like, oh my gosh, like, if I stay here for like another year, like, I might stay here for the rest of my life and I'm not ready for that. But I also was like, but what if I don't like the next place that I go to? Because I love, you know, I love so many things about Truckee. Don't be afraid of change. Like, that's what I just kept telling myself, and I embraced it. Mm -hmm. And, oh, my gosh, now that we are here, I'm like, this was so – this was just, like, the right move. I would say that while juggling, like, prepping for competition and moving and packing and getting everything lined up where we're canceling bills here, we're starting bills here, trying to get all of that organized, it felt like there was this moment of, like, I don't know if I'm able to do this. And that's where growth is happening. That's where change really is, is change is uncomfortable and growth pushes you. It pushes you outside of comfort. It pushes you outside of safety. And it's one of those moments where it's like, I can't fuck up. Right. And putting yourself in those moments when it's by choice is great for you. So I think that anybody who's kind of like stuck in this comfort, we get really, really safe when we have like small luxuries, Mm -hmm. right? Like our tiny apartment was very cute. Not the most luxurious thing, but the idea of changing that was scary. Totally. it might be foregoing certain luxuries. Right. Little did we know, we move here, we have a little gym, we have a hot tub and a pool. And we have an incredible view. Like, I think that was, like, we had a view of North Star. We're getting blessed with sunsets left and right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, but I think that was a big change for me. It's like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to be able to wake up, have my morning coffee, and look at North Star and, like, the beautiful mountainscape. Uh clearly God was like, oh, you want, you want a view? I'll give you a view. Like we have the most incredible view of Reno and I don't think like there's many beautiful views of Reno. And so (laughs) I feel blessed to be in a place where we can see the best parts of Reno. There's a saying, not about Reno, but we'll make it about Reno. Okay. (laughs) She looks good from afar, but far from good. (laughs) Um, Oh, Reno. yeah, Yeah, that is, that's a very accurate statement for Reno. That's really funny. I'm glad we live where we live. I could not do it in the physical city. Yeah. You're surrounded no. by grease and grime. I, there is something about me. I learned this coming from Truckee. I love the small town community. Mm-hmm. And when I go into a large city where nobody gives a shit about one another yeah. and people are actually like defecating in the streets or right. just being gross, I hate that. Yeah. Like burn that. Yeah. But I don't like being too small. So right. we're we're kind of nestled away. We're up in the hills where we're able to look down on all of that debauchery and dive into it when we feel like it, but we can retreat to like 
the safety hillside. Yeah. See the beautiful sunsets and the city lights. And right. I have to deal with like, I hope no one breaks into my car tonight. Yeah, I feel very safe here. And I think that is the perception of Reno is that it's not safe. It's dirty. But it's like most of the people that are visiting Reno are going and doing like the downtown scene. Yeah. And I think that like that's the difference. Like living in a place and visiting a place is so different. Mm-hmm. Like for the longest time. We were like burn Reno to the ground. Yeah. And it was because we were getting hammered with our friends. We were hung over the next day and we're driving hungover from Reno back to Truckee. And every time that we would drive back, I'm like, fuck Reno. Thank God that we live in Truckee. Like, look at where we live. And in reality, it was because we were just we were doing like kind of unhealthy habits. And like that was our time spent in Reno it was like kind of getting fucked up and like just drinking and like you know we're partying we're having yeah we're just destroying the body and so i think now especially because this is my eighth week sober from alcohol and (laughs) (laughs) golf clap um and i feel like i have a new relationship to reno because i haven't been drinking in reno and that has been really good for me Mm -hmm. like i i'm really enjoying the community aspect of it i'm enjoying seeing reno from like just i don't know just from a different perspective a different light a different mindset yeah i think that sobriety for you and me yeah the the entire move was super healthy because it helped us just limit stress limit anxiety yeah be far more focused and just organized right my thoughts are in absolute chaos if i'm hungover right and then it starts my week off so poorly that it's like it's playing pickup right i'm trying to catch up to what i was like three days before that yeah so when we were moving in I learned a lot of cool little skills and just started picking up little things that I'm really excited about. Yeah. Like I got to put on a bunch of different hats. I was contractor Mike. I was electrician Mike. <laughs> I was construction man Mike. Yeah. Like just building little things. I built our little electrician Mike. Yeah. Electrician I was, I was Mike. This is us swapping <laughs> the light fixtures in our room. Uh, <laughs> but one of the most important things about homemaking that I've learned for myself is making it more comfortable. When we first came in here, we had these ugly-ass fluorescent lights. I can't even say it. (laughs) Like, it's disgusting. Yeah. But it gives off this, like, dead white light. And they have it in hospitals. They have it in schools. Yeah. And it's... It's horrible. It actually, like, makes me a little depressed. Yeah. And so we swapped all the bulbs with a warmer color. Yes. And that has made the world of a difference in the space itself. Oh, my gosh. I'm so... Yeah, lighting... I kind of want to like do more research on lighting, but it really does affect your mood. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you've been, you've been a little homemaker over here. Well, not little homemaker, but you've been little biggest homemaker. Yeah. (laughs) The biggest little homemaker. No, you've been, you've been so good about just like making this more homey and I'm excited to like continue decorating and just like making it our space. But I think like no matter the time frame that you're living in a in a space, it is so important to feel comfortable where you live. I don't know. At least for me, like I'm such an atmosphere type of person. Oh, I know. Yeah, and so it's like when it doesn't feel like home fully yet to me, which it actually doesn't quite yet. Like I, I feel yeah. like we're we're continuing to make it our space, but I'm just so excited to like I don't know, just keep keep making a home with you. I am too. I noticed some of my bachelor friends suck at decorating. They yeah. also just, they know that space is temporary. Right. Talking about you, Kevin. Uh, <laughs> this man puts no art on the walls. <laughs> <laughs> he lived in a fucking apartment in downtown Reno for a year. Yeah. And did not do anything other than like, oh, I got a couch. Right. <laughs> I was like, what are you going to do with the walls? Oh, okay. 
Um, I like making a space more comfortable. Yeah. It, I love that we have a studio. I know. Like this to me matters so much more than having a guest room. Yeah. Well, we really didn't have a whole lot of guests. And honestly, if you want to be a guest, you're sleeping on our brand new couch, which is really comfortable. It's basically like a queen size bed. You can like, it's a modular couch. It's huge. It's It's huge. Yeah. So you'll be in, you'll be in good hands. Don't worry. But I am really excited to use our second bedroom as like, or second room, I guess, just as a podcast space, like just for us, like this is, this is what I'm excited about. I can't wait to decorate the walls. We're getting a new sign. We're going to start having social media clips with more of a engaging background. Yeah. Not just plain walls, even though this episode's probably going to have plain walls, but it's totally fine. It's fine. It's going to be a work in progress. It's going to be a work in progress. But I am just, I'm so excited to be living in Reno. I'm excited to explore it. We're going to be pushing out content that is very Reno focused, but we are also going to be interviewing people. And really shedding light on just local celebrities. And local celebrities are just people that are, like, doing cool shit in Reno. This could be artists. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also not just Reno. Trucky, too. Like, we just the... Announce, yeah, we got to keep that one under wraps. Yeah, we're... we're but I'm excited about that yeah, one. Yeah, we're, we're going to have some, like, really cool interviews coming up. And um, it's just... I'm excited. It's a new era. We're in our biggest little era it right is. now. It's our biggest <laughs> little era. And on top of that, there's just so many other events. That we, yeah. We fucking walked into the Dragon Lights Festival randomly. We were yeah. driving by like, oh, what's that? On a random night, we just went out to go get food. Yeah. And it's like, would you like to go do that? No, there's some cool shit going on in yeah. Reno. And so I'm excited to share that. But yeah, I mean, we're still in the Reno Tahoe area. So Tahoe content is definitely not going away. But we're in a, we're in a new era right now. So... Stay tuned, buckle up, and we'll see you next time. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs>